1: Online on your mobile and on FM
2: from the home of time.
1: This is Maritime Radio, Greenwich. <laughs> <life.
0: laughs>
3: Very good evening and welcome to Chelten Live. It's the Big Match Preview here on Maritime Radio. It's the start of an exciting new era here at the Valley. Again. Uh, my name is Louis Mendes. Joining me in the studio here at the Valley are Tom Willin. How are you doing, Tom? Alright, thanks, Louis. Excellent stuff. And Nathan Muller. How are you doing, Nath? Living the dream. The dream is being lived here in SE7. As today we have announced that we have a brand new manager, Carl Robinson, the former MK Dons manager, 36 years old, has signed a two and a half year contract to uh, manage the addicts for six months. Uh, he's, he's, uh, he's joined us today. It's finally been announced. The story was broken by Richard Corley on Tuesday night as we were... Uh, busy whipping Bristol Rovers by five goals to one. So obviously we're going to talk about uh, the appointment of the new manager. We're going to talk about that uh, fantastic win at Bristol Rovers. Uh, and we're uh, going to look ahead to who we're we playing? Sheffield United on Saturday uh, on tonight's show. Uh, we want to know what you guys make uh, of, the, uh, of the new manager because I think it's... I don't know, reading around, he seems to split opinion. So I want to know what you guys make of him. Uh, Carl Robertson joining the club. You can email studio at Uk. You can tweet us at CharltonLive. You can head over to the Charlton Live forum. There's a f- little thread on there if you want to have, a, have your say. What you make of the brand new manager that's uh, that's joined us here at Charlton? Um, well, we knew he was coming for a couple of days. Uh, what, what do you make of it? I, I, it's a tough one, really. I don't. On another day, in another situation, I imagine more people would be thinking, that's... that's Got the potential to be a decent appointment. Hmm.
0: I think you kind of summed it up in in that little opening there, where you said he's probably here for six months. I think what he did, the job he did at MK Dons, was pretty impressive. He, he gives you for chance. He plays nice football. He's a, a young up up and coming British manager, which is something that we all kind of in this country call out for. Um, you know, as you say, his his character sometimes divides opinion. Um, obviously I don't have any personal experience with him myself but I'm a, I'm aware of that and I'm sure other people are as well but he's the sort of manager you would want at a club like ours that are trying to rebuild but with the current ownership how much difference is it really going to make and, and how long is he going to be here
3: and that that is the question isn't it I mean if you know if he's only here for six months, he's never going to be able to stamp whatever authority he wants on the club. No matter, how, I mean, you can try and do it as quickly as possible. If you see, if uh, uh, how long was it? Mk Don six and a half years. Mm. I mean, he, he it, it took his time to get promoted, but sometimes it is a bit of a, you know, a bit of a process that takes a while. If if he doesn't get, if 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 we don't look like we're going to get promoted when it gets to March this season, is he going to be sacked?
2: Um. <laughs> I don't know the way things are going I don't think anyone can predict it not even Mystic Men. but the <laughs> thing the, the thing is like Tom said then he sort of you know he he does split opinion with some people and I've not really heard or seen anything that makes me go oh no I don't like him but there might be times where he's done something that someone else has seen but I think in terms of us at the moment I think he fits well into you know he's young um, he obviously <laughs> works well with young younger players like Deli Alley and Brandon Galloway um so i mean obviously Katrian and roland want you know the way to build our youngsters up and eventually sell them on like they've said many a time so obviously that that's a plus for him um he's obviously got he's got a win percentage of 44% or something in six in six years which isn't that bad I don't mm. think. Over um, that amount of time, yeah. No, and then obviously he's been promoted, he came up as runner-up in League One. He was runner-up, wasn't he? He didn't win it, so yeah. I think runner-up. Yeah, he Preston slipped up. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, he's, he, he seems like a good fit, but again, like you said, Luke, it all depends on the longevity of this project mm. or whatever they want to call it. Um,
3: I, I can't decide whether he overachieved, underachieved or Achieved. Achieved at, at, at yeah. MK Dons because I mean, MK Dons are probably considered a club with a, a reasonably sized budget. I mean, look at their massive stadium, I know there's no one in it, but um, so so the fact that it, it took however long to get promoted, I mean, it was it was it was close a couple of times, I think, before they actually got it over the line. And like I say, I mean, we're all impatient as football fans sometimes, sometimes that's how it goes at football. There's, there's plenty of clubs that want to go up there, so. That, that is—it's quite a hard one. I think it's going to be quite interesting because obviously MK Dons is the only place he's managed. Mm. Like I say, with a, a chairman that that Winkerman guy, despite you know doing everything against football in terms of taking the club, and, and, and we don't like him for that. He he, he gave he, he gave him a chance as a young manager. Yeah. He obviously supported him for for a long time—six and a half years, a very long time. I think I read um, he was the third longest-serving manager in the in the football league. Uh, when, it, when he got sacked, so there he's been supported. Now he's now he's managing a different type of club. It's a, a very different club in many ways, different history, um, very different type of owner. So now it's going to be interesting to see how how he can do that, how, yeah. how he can take to that.
0: I think obviously, yeah, it's it, the job by title is the same, but it's almost completely different. Uh, as you say, the MK Dons, through through no fault of the the fans, they they haven't got a long you know long varied history um their connection with their club is very different to our fans and and our history as a football club as you say they've got an owner who's who's been patient with that manager who's given him time who's invested in him well we've got an owner who very much is not that um, so yeah it's it's a completely different experience for him um and you've seen you know there are managers who who stay at a club for a long time and then go elsewhere and do struggle um and it'll be whether he's still young enough to adapt and take those same skills into a new club or whether actually being, you know, almost institutionalized at one club for so long is gonna be a hindrance to him. Obviously we hope it isn't. Um I think he he's young enough and knows the game well enough for that not to be the case. But we'll have to see obviously starting next week when he when he starts taking training and,
3: and getting to know the players. Mm-hmm. It's interesting when you look at his playing career. He's one of those ones who's never played league football. Same, I think the same as Russell Slade. Mm. I don't think we've actually had a, a manager who's played league football since Chris Powell. Honestly, not that it doesn't necessarily make any difference. I don't think Jose Mourinho has played much football, or Arsene, or, or Wenger, Arsene yeah. Wenger, or any Fri- <laughs> Find Fri-
0: not played under elevens or something? Uh, probably.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, right. Uh, so one of the questions I was, I was sort of thinking that if Carl had been in charge on Saturday, I was sort of going to try and think of a way to word this and ask him was um, something along the lines of you know you come in. You look at a squad now that's you know, coming off the back of a cracking win on Tuesday. Coming off the back of what one one defeat in seven now, I think it mm. is. Not that that suggests there isn't necessarily too much wrong at the moment in terms. I mean, obviously we, the injuries are going to start to take hold now, which we're seeing. Didn't we? We thought that was going to be a problem on Tuesday. It wasn't. Mm. But that is going to happen. But, I mean, as as a manager who, who comes in, the, the manager who comes in after Russell Slade, he's had to make some sweeping changes at the club. Uh, Kevin Nugent talks about all the work he's done behind the scenes, the dirty work, he called it, to re- start rebuilding from the bottom. When, when, when you're Carl Robinson coming in now, do you, do you think, well, I've got to start all over again now? Or do you think, well, let, let's try and carry on what roughly what Russell was doing here. Does, does, does he change formation immediately? Does he change the style of play immediately? Does he... Does he give it a couple of games to try and bed himself in and try and keep the players doing what they've learned for the start of this Mm. season?
2: Uh, Yeah, I think in terms of... uh, Obviously, Robbo's come in and I think he can't really... The defence sort of picks itself when it's fit. I think, like you said, I don't think the defence is our problem. Um, In terms of him changing formation, he might want to, but I don't think he's going to be able to with the cards he's been dealt with, the injuries we've got at the moment. and Until January, uh, he can't really do much about it. So I can't see anything... Drastically changing formation-wise, there might be different styles of playing. Game management, he might change, but and how we approach games. Um, but in terms of formation, I can't really see that change. I mean, you know, he he usually he, at MK he used to go with one up top and with sort of two or three attacking behind. So like Tom said off there, like Dean Bodich. Um whether or not he does that here, I don't know. But again, we haven't got the width at the moment to sort of to make him do those sort of uh, formation changes. So I know it'll be. I think. Initially, he's going to come in and or he's going to watch the game on Saturday against a, a tough opposition, which will give him a good idea of where we're sort of short. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think it, it's good, and I think once he gets his style on the game on our team, it'll be very good because I know he likes to keep the pull down usually.
3: Hmm. Uh, there were some quotes from Carl Robinson uh, on the Charlton website today it says I'm honoured to have been appointed manager of Charlton and I can't wait to get started joining such a huge club with a large passionate fan base although most of them aren't here these days is <laughs> a, a really exciting uh, proposition I've inherited a talented squad and I'll be doing everything I can to get the club back into the championship as soon as possible I like my teams to play attractive football and if we all pull together I firmly believe we can start moving up the table and enjoy a successful season now um, Obviously it was Tuesday evening when Richard Corley broke the news on the South London press website that uh, that the deal had been agreed and, and then he said Carl Robinson's going to be at the game and I was the, the stand we were in I think the director's box was right on the other side so we, we couldn't see him but uh, luckily I had some moles out there putting out a few feelers uh, namely Pete Howarth, who who I went down onto the uh, uh, on the train with and he, he bumped into him in the car park uh, and he spoke to him uh, and so I, 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 I I said to Pete, oh, what would he say? What would he say? And apparently Pete actually tweeted a few quotes. So mm. if you saw, if you saw, it. Yeah, saw that. yeah, talking about um uh, Carl said, "Look, we need to stick together." I wish he said in his uh his thing on the website there. he says the protests need to stop on Saturday. Now, it's obviously this is second-hand information. So we're not certain he said that, but you know, I I trust Pete and I spoke to him mm. since. Uh he says if we stick together, we can do this, we can get out of the division, but they need to stop for now, reiterated about sticking together. Uh you've seen what we can do out there tonight so we can get out of this dis- uh Division and then Pete said, I replied, if you don't put five past Sheffield United, uh, uh, you'll be out. So that's, he said that's why his bottled starting on Saturday. <laughs> but um, so in, interesting quotes there, if true. Like I said, like I, I, I do trust Pete, so mm. I, I imagine it is true. He sorted me out first class tickets as well as an absolute ledge um, on the train on Tuesday. I mean, well, if that is his view, I mean. As a new manager, you, you you don't want to be going into a club with this protest. You can understand that fully. Um, so, so what, what do you think of that? What he's saying, he, he's trying to see this as, as a new era. Sure, I think, um, yeah,
0: if that's really what he said, I think he's got to be careful because <laughs> he obviously wants the fans on side. Um, and the other thing is, uh, you know, he says about pulling together, which I completely agree with. But I would argue that the protests are part of that because that's the fans and the club and. Charlton and the manager and players pulling together it's only the ownership that's, that's outside of that you know we're not protesting against Carl Robinson we're not protesting against his his side we're protesting against the owners and that's he's almost got to ignore that or, or obviously he can't be part of it because he's the manager but he's got to try and understand that and see where the fans are coming from because you know if And by the sound of things, Card are going to ramp up the protests on Saturday and he comes out after the game, whatever the result, and says, you know, echoes those thoughts and says, look, we don't really need those protests. He's going to have the fans on his back Mm -hmm. very quickly. And as we said at the start, this is a chance for a new young manager to actually bring something quite refreshing to the team. And I think we want to be on his side so yeah. he needs to be a little bit careful
3: well see the other thing the other thing is as much as you know I think the same Apple with Russell people want to get behind a manager the same, yeah. well, I think the same as Apple with most of the managers that have come in really until mm. until people sort of lost, lost it and it's like Harold Fryer come on and then it's Jose again like come on and mm. people want to try and get behind the manager I think is is the point that we're making but you know I don't think we're going to speak to him on, on Saturday, by the way. I don't think it'll be some Monday. It, the only other thing is, as much as people want to get behind the manager, there's still that question at the back of your mind. It's not even at the back of your mind, it's the forefront of everyone's thoughts, mm. because we, we we were ready to get behind Russell Slade as our exciting new era, and then that blew up in our face once again. The new era lasted 16 games.
2: Yeah, and that, that, that's what the difficulty's going to be, is because, we sort of said it earlier, is it, it seems like a good addition and it's the right one, but... We don't know how long it's going to be until if something goes wrong, if he doesn't win in three games, or doesn't. has a similar record to say Russell had. Are they going to pull the trigger again? And, and mm. I
3: think that's what. Then we'll be entering another yeah, new Exactly. Era, yeah. And then is
2: it going to be a case of. That's what I mean. So um, I don't know. Maybe they hired they Robinson before Russell, but obviously they couldn't prize him away from MK. Okay, I don't know. But it just seems seems quite apt that he's sort of now in charge now and whereas he lost it it just seems a bit coincidental because I
3: think we saw when Russell came in I think that there was enough people in the summer who, who were ready to give him a chance I mean now now I'd say there's um, a very well, there's definitely a split as there was in the summer but I'm seeing maybe some of the people who in the summer are saying we'll give Russell a chance this time are saying no come on like nothing against Carl Robinson but you know we can't give by giving him a chance. We're giving Roland a chance to prove that this is a brand new era, and I think and I think there's, there seems to be a you know a, a much more defined split between the, the people who perhaps were going to give Russell a chance mm. and, and now aren't giving cards. I a think,
0: chance. yeah, just, as fans, obviously, you become attached to the people that are out there week in, week out. So, like, that's why someone like Jackson becomes a, a hero of a club. You know, not just even for the kids, but for for any fans. And how are you supposed to build up any kind of relationship with the manager of your club when you know he's only going to be here for a limited amount of time? So there are fans, you know, Carl Robinson's come in and like we've all said, he's this this younger manager and we want him to do well. And it's a, it is a chance for New Era, but I think all of us think, but he's probably not going to be here that long. So is there any point really investing that much time in him? Or should we instead invest our time to the protests, which we know are going to be sticking around and we know are going to be a, a worthwhile cause? And it's it's not really fair on Robinson himself but then he's made the decision to come in here so
3: yeah. I mean every manager has that ego I mean yeah. to, to think you know I, I'm going to be the one to change this mm. club I'm going to be the one who's going, to, who's going to run it how it should be I mean I, I was looking through you know, I look, I look at the forums I was looking through the Facebook group today the Charlton Facebook group and there's a, someone put the question on there whether we should, whether there should be a protest on Saturday and there was I'd, I'd say it was probably split 50-50 with people saying yes and people saying no which I found very interesting I do think I do think there are quite a lot of people who are excited by this appointment, and therefore they want they want things to stop. But on, on the other hand, of course, uh, we we know there's uh, there's people out there who definitely don't. And like i say there's you know it's pretty well from what I was reading. I don't know well I don't know if anyone's done a vote or anything, but it's fifty fifty that sort of thing. We well, I asked for tweets uh, uh, tweets and emails at the start of the day to find out what um, what people were saying. Uh, John O'Sullivan says it's just another name and face. The real mismanagement of the team is done by those higher up the chain. Steve Tanner asked the two uh, the two point five year deal is, is it measured in dog years? <laughs> <laughs> um, ba, 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 ba. Uh, Steve Emmett says uh, they'll sack him by the summer. Regardless, this regime will never learn, and that is the worry that most people have. Well, a lot of people have.
2: Yeah, That's, I don't know. We just sort of sort of said it already. Have you, will they learn I don't ask that's the that's the question where you've just got to say well I don't actually know I just have to wait and see but yeah. I mean in terms of people trying to you know if they want to hold off the protests or whatever I mean I've always said the same I've always been consistent and say you know everyone's entitled to do what they've got to do and we, we'll protest whatever but as soon as as soon as that team and you know get in there as soon as I'm in that stand I'll get behind the boys man, because that's it's not their fault, of the you know the whole thing. Mm. There's obviously other people which has been well documented where it's lying, where the responsibility lies. But that's what I mean. As soon as we get in, we just get behind, the... and I'll get behind, Paul. Uh... Paul, Paul Robinson, yeah. Carl Robinson, and obviously Oakley does well. Like every other fan, probably will, whether or not he people do like him or not. We obviously all, everyone wants the same result. The there's obviously
3: the there's a whole another debate on whether people protesting and not getting behind the boys, which I I don't agree with whatsoever. Yeah. I think that protesters are just as big supporters as anyone else. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. I was surprised. Yeah, you see some comments sometimes on Twitter saying, "Oh, don't don't protest, get behind the boys." I was like, "Well, you can do both." Yeah, you can, you can do, can do, do both, both.
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent, you can. And I think that that was my point as well. Is I don't think the protesting is is against the yeah.
3: team. Mm-hmm. At all. It's like saying, so, it's like saying, you know, you know, don't have chips, have steak. So you can have both. Yeah, exactly. Can but I mean, also, and I often yeah, do. Yeah. On the can same you token, you starving at <laughs> But on the
2: same token, obviously, make sure people who don't want to process, then obviously they have their right as well, which we know yeah. we endorse on everywhere.
3: Well, we do. Yeah, we see, we see a lot of it. Right, Mark. Exactly. Within says uh, they. Think he is a decent manager with a good track record. Who knows the league? The only issue is the owners' involvement. If the ownership leaves him to do a good job, uh, then we have a good chance of a good season. Uh, now, Oliver uh, tweeted in a question. I don't know how he expects me to answer this one. It says, "Will Carl robertson actually start Jordan Botaka?"
0: I don't well,
3: know. wouldn't have thought so. Nobody else does. <laughs> no no one does. There must be something going on there. Uh, Roland, time to go. Says as long as we all play good football and we're in the top six, don't mind about Robertson. Louis, have you got over the hotel hell yet? No, I have not. we we'll, uh, maybe... well, Me and
2: Tom have got gas masks on just yeah. in case Louis <laughs> got anything.
3: Yeah, maybe that'll come up when we talk about the Bristol Rovers game. He says <laughs> I su- he carries on. I was. I, I support the team, but never the regime, and also want promotion and hope that Roland then finds someone to buy the club. Just hope Robertson gets some mar- some money in January to strengthen. Uh, Mayor keeps saying about promotion let's see if she is serious I mean that is the question now what happens in January what sort of money is going to come about that's going to be interesting I think that will also depend on how we get on in the next six six weeks yeah, and how maybe. much we get
2: for Lukman. <laughs> surely, we get, said it on Sunday. We've surely got to get some sort of money towards transfer budget with the money we yeah. get for him. Yeah. Surely,
3: well, not necessarily because we've sold a lot of players already and, yeah. and made any money, and, and <laughs> we're not necessarily, we're not definitely going to so sell Who knows? Oh, I don't know. Uh, the other point, which is one that I see coming up time and time again, and I've seen it in every single scenario. In so, no matter where we are. Either scenario, people saying, oh, we'll sell the club if you do that. So we're in the championship last season. I oh, hope we go down, it will sell the club then. Didn't mm-hmm. happen. We're in the championship last season. I oh, hope we stay up. Like that might give him an idea and just sell the club. Didn't happen. Yeah. Now we're yeah, in yeah. League One. Some people saying, if we go down, it will sell the club. Again, no. If we go up, I don't think it will sell the club. No. If we stay in this division, I think it will sell the club. No, there's no, there's no definitive answer of mm. what of something leading to him selling the club. There's absolutely none of that in my view. No, no one knows when he's going well, to sell the club. Premier League because that's the only the only
0: message we've ever got from them is establishing Charlton in the Premier League. And that seems to be their goal. They don't tell us how they're going to do it or when they're going to do it, but that's the only goal they ever share with us. What's, what's that their so, goal? Because
3: I think they were, they were talking about we want to be a stable, with stable championship club yeah. with premiership, uh, Premier League okay. ambitions. But, yeah. So yeah. Even well, I mean, if, if, if that's the case, we're nowhere near this that. This is why there's confusion, because no one knows what yeah. else they're really here to want to do. That's why. Yeah. That's why. Uh, Lewis Wheeler says, all we can hope for is promotion and a steady start in the championship. The only scenario that sees Robinson staying long-term. And that's true. That is true. Mm. If, like I say, I reckon if we're... Where are we now, 11th, if we, mm. 11th or 12th? If, if we're mid-table in March, you'll be gone. That, that is the fact. Yeah. Well, not a fact, that's an opinion. That, like, that, likely, though. Yeah, that, that is, this seems how the way it goes. Right, I also ask for, for you guys to get your emails in uh, studio at uk. Neil Garnham says, How can this man be the best one to take the club forward at best? He is the eighth man with the right credentials. He's only a stopgap until they can get away with promoting O'Loughlin as the best man to take us forward. That's Neil gone and obviously there were, when, when uh, O'Loughlin came in the couple of, I mean that's another thing we haven't mm. even discussed now. What, yeah. what I mean uh, there was a story from Rich and he wants to get uh, his number two at MK I forgot the name Richie Barker was it? Barker. Yeah, yeah he wants to get him in now so where does that leave I mean uh, big Kevin Nugent where does that leave Simon Clark who's a very well respected coach where does that leave Chris O'Loughlin who's just turned up recently you know where where does that leave these people? And that'll be very interesting to see how that plays out over the next couple of weeks. If Chris O'Loughlin, if for example Kevin and Simon were forced to leave and Richie Barker came in, but O'Loughlin stayed, that would be very interesting to to see what happens next. I mean, would, would, do you reckon he'll get his way with Barker? I mean, Slade got his way with Nugent, yeah, so you assume he would.
2: Yeah, you have to. I mean, because if you've got a way of playing and and you've worked with someone, it's just like anywhere. Like if you if you if you work with someone and you know that you get on really well, you're successful, and you you just Work off each other. You're going to take them wherever you go in any, every walk of life. So I think that Barker will probably come. I think we should keep some uh, Clark on in some sort of capacity, whether it's mm, in the sort definitely. of youth or in some sort of the club. I think he has to be Nuge. I can imagine him going to uh, wherever probably Slade ends up going. I don't probably back yeah. to in Orient or whatever.
3: And well, then, I, was, I was looking up Nuge's story the other day because I think he, he did. He has stayed at clubs after Slade's left. I think, or after mm. the managers he's been working with have left for a while. So it's possible he could stay, but like I say, I wouldn't be shocked if he wanted mm. to join up with yeah. Russell again because they seem, you know, they seem to be quite close. And Kevin was clearly when I sp- we spoke to him after what was the last home game, uh, yeah, Port, vale. Port Vale, and I, I, I just gave him a few questions about the game, and I said, "Yeah, on a good run of form, there. and Then I just saw it; like, you could probably hear it on the interview as well. Mm. He was angry when he was answering that question. Yeah. yeah, we are doing well. There's not a lot wrong here. Clearly, he felt that Russell shouldn't have been sacked, yeah. as, as as a lot of people did. Mm-hmm. So, they're clearly very close as
2: well. Yeah. Well, the Chris O'Loughlin, it's just a random one, because they've appointed him as a coach, right? What happens if Kyle Robinson says, no, I don't want this, mm. don't want this fella nowhere near I don't know him to gaze up. What yeah. do they do then? Go, yeah, you ain't got a job anymore. yeah mm. and go, can you him go him be a scout interview? or something? Like, yeah. Surely, do, they must have talked That's what it. I mean. Do they, do yeah. they go to Kyle Robinson? Right, it, he's definitely part of your coaching staff. Yeah. Oh, is he? Who is he? Yeah. What's he done? Oh, he's the Mbongo living... <laughs> Yeah. Championship winner, or whatever it was. You know what I mean? He's like <laughs> absolute mental, but I don't know. He'll probably end up as a head of steward, or something. I don't know. Well, <laughs> 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 yeah. I uh, right.
3: Thomas van uh, de Peer says uh, Louis I'm all for a quick appointment but somehow it seems that he was available at the right time and they made a move for him haven't they, they haven't really thought things through properly again see I, I, I sort of read the, the start of this email earlier to myself I, I don't know if this is such a quick appointment it's about 8 days within a season mm. it sounds about right I'm not going to say we've rushed to this one Really, <laughs> not not like we have in the past <laughs> yeah. Yeah. not those little 24 hour jobs yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: I did interview all those candidates there. yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: They only they only ever considered them. They never interviewed them. That's my that's that's the one line that from Katrina always gets twisted. We considered twenty candidates. Means picked him up. Picked up the CV and went nope. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, He says but nothing. Picked up Carol Fry's post it. Yeah, Yeah, he'll (laughs) do. that up. CV looks good look at that
2: blinding. Yeah. a little drawing
3: <laughs> hang on, hang on. Hangman a little something. drawing of him in the dugout there's, like. ha- there's hardly any zeros on that On that pay demand, you are in yeah. he right. just,
2: on his CV on the tour he's like I am good
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it yeah <laughs> 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 right. nothing new that I don't think any manager or coach that comes in here will be long enough to establish himself but as long as he keeps uh, Nugent we might stand a chance of getting something out of this season mid-table finish I think so I'll be i I have been sort of chuckling to myself at some of the people oh, no, we've had two really good results, a, a ground out win against Port Vale, which after the week we'd had was was a, a great result, and this, and this win at Bristol was wonderful. <laughs> I re- really enjoyed it, and you know, admittedly at one all at one nil, Dylan Phillips made some good saves to sort the mm. game turning, but we we wiped the floor of them in the end of it, and it's a really good day. But everyone's now saying, "Yeah, Nugent for manager." It's like, come on, has us two games. Yeah, well, and the
0: thing is, if. If they go, right, we'll just put this managerial hunt on hold and just see how he gets on then when he loses a couple of games which inevitably anyone's going to do they've got to start it all again so <laughs> he has done a great job and I'm, I'm pleased we got those two massive wins but yeah. they still had to carry yeah. on the search obviously
3: Bob Liskin says evening just started listening can't get used to having two Charlton lives anything happen this week <laughs> we've had two Charlton lives for about four years now
2: Bob where have you been <laughs> I think to be fair there's so much going on yeah. it seems to lose track usually yeah. the, the midweek one is just like we'll look at the last game and yeah. then look at this one whereas yeah. now we've got a sort of cramming anything else part of the circus that happens but yeah. um,
3: yeah, Let's see, I, I forgot to say actually, I did a um, Twitter poll earlier uh, to find out how people are thinking. I, I, it's quite hard to know how to word your answers, so I don't know. This might not be a great. People might have wanted a different answer as well, but so I put Carl Robinson either a good appointment, a bad appointment, or irrelevant under Roland. Uh, a bad appointment was only five percent. So only five percent of the Cheltenham fans. This is 565 people who voted for was a bad appointment. Thirty percent thought it was a good appointment. Sixty-five uh, percent thought it was irrelevant under Roland. I'm sure that maybe maybe I could have put. Relevant, like a good appointment, if mm. he allows it. But and you know, but a good appointment, thirty percent. Like I said, on any other day, I, I'd be quite interested to see how Carl Robertson gets on at a different club. Like I say, he it t- it took him a while to get promoted at MK Dons, but he, they were quite consistent in being at the right end of the table. I so I think budget-wise he probably had a fair bit of MK dons. But you yeah, know, I'm very interested to in see how he gets on. I don't think this will be a very fair reflection of that though because it, mm. it won't he's coming to a very difficult place to. I work. think that poll probably
0: mirrors all of our views, which is that in terms of a manager and what he's done, we think he's pretty good, but we think that this is probably not the environment where he's going to we're going to get the best out of him. And I think that that poll pretty much sums that up that mm. we'd like him to do well, but he's probably not going to be able to.
3: Bob, uh, right, I've just read that from Bob uh, next email is from Alex Hall it says dear child and I thank you for a wonderful podcast it's our pleasure I think the board have made the right decision in letting Russell Slade go he did great work over the summer especially in recruitment and behind the scenes uh, he has set up he has set good foundations but we were never going to get promoted with him in charge. We would have ended up about eight, four, 9th at best. Carl Robinson is an exciting appointment and we must get behind him and the team. I do hope Card give him some time and do not disrupt the games. The last few results show we do have the players here to succeed, but we do need more of course. A big thank you again to Slade for signing Josh McGuinness. What an excellent buy. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. And Josh McGinnis, yeah. and see, like I said, there are there are people out there, and I, I, I seriously, I mean, looking through the Facebook group, there was probably fifty-fifty split on this thread of people saying we should and we shouldn't protest on on this Saturday. I mean, Carl Robinson's not going to be in charge this Saturday, which make, which might make a difference as well to people's opinions. Um, but I mean, the the other side is, you know, as much as I, as much as we'd love all love this to be the start of the brand new era that's going to last forever. Carl Robinson is going to have a, he's going to settle in. Might take ten fifteen games to get us playing each side of football. We might lose a few in that. Then we'll carry on, and then it will turn out, and it'll be really good. The problem is, in that ten fifteen games, if we still settle in and we don't play well, we'll get sacked. That's that's what people are worried about. I think.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's, the, that's I think, a lot of people, like you said, they just want to go in and just enjoy the game, and then hopefully get it to a good start. Um, but like you said, Robinson coming in and get yeah, it's great, but it still doesn't deflect from the fact that. The main issue, which has been around for the last two, three, whatever how many years it has been now, seems like ten. But um, <laughs> and that, that that's not no matter who you bring in, you bring, even if they bring in Chris Powell, the, the same same problem's still there. The same people are still in charge, so I think that's not going to go away. And um, like, like I said earlier, as long as we give Carl and the team as much support as possible, then that's all we can sort of do.
3: Graham Russell says, uh, oh, "He said new manager at Charlton. I think he must be a bit thick." <laughs> That's a short and sweet from uh, from Graham there. Uncle Uncle Gmail, uh, oh, it's Andy Buckland says, uh, "Channel live. It's a shame." that we are only able to attract managers who have been sacked from a team lower than us in League One. It matters little, though, under our current ownership. Manager number eight in under three years means it's unlikely Mr. Robinson will start next season in charge. The interference of our esteemed owner will continue to undermine any new manager and affect the ability for the club to succeed both on and off the pitch. There remains one goal. New ownership is the only managerial change that matters for the future of the club we all love. And that's from Andy Buckland, who's a Chatton Athletic Supporters Trust. Uh, board member, uh, obviously there's a lot in that email, but the only other point is people saying we, we picked up someone who's been sacked from a club that's actually lower than us. That MK Dons have had a shocking start to the season, really. And uh, the question then is, I mean, we 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 can see sometimes that some at one club we can just go stale after a while, and that might be why he's down there on a bad momentum from last season is downward. That obviously doesn't help. First relegation they'd suffered under him and he hasn't been able to turn it around. So that is the question about whether this fresh start will be good for him or not, I guess. Yeah, and I think
0: from our point of view, firstly, we're hoping not to be looking at a relegation scrap. Um, So that's a a very different scenario to come into. And I think you hear loads of interviews from managers who get relegated with clubs and they keep their job and all the players or a lot of the players stay and how difficult it is to change that mentality around. I think Powell even said it when he came in we'd been down here for two or three years then and he came in and said there were players or people around the club still talking about when we were in the Premier League and that was like four or five years before so obviously he didn't start this season well but as you say, when you think he's been there for such a long time and given the fact that they didn't really turn up in the Championship last year I don't think all of the blame can lie
3: at his door and this is a very different challenge So Tom Van De Peer says, I'm not against Carl and could work with the backroom team already established but needs to be left to put his own stamp on it. So you listen to Channel Live, this is the big match preview. Uh, still coming up on tonight's show, we're going to look back at Tuesday's fantastic 5-1 win uh, over at Bristol Rovers. We're going to hear from uh, big bad Kevin Nugent, the uh, caretaker manager. We're also going to hear from Dylan Phillips. Uh, we're going to discuss the card statement released uh, at some point during this week, uh, detailing uh, something planned for Saturday. Uh, and of course, we are going to look ahead to the game uh, Sheffield United. Uh, back in thirty seconds.
2: Johnny
1: Jackson, it's in! Yay! No! Johnny Jackson, Get it! Johnny Jackson! From the, home of, From the time, home of time. This is Maritime Radio Greenwich. Ladies and gentlemen, this is mumble number five. This lovely control by McGinnis on his chest goes back to Lookman. Lookman looking for space on his left hand side takes a shot. It's taken a deflection, I think, and got into the right-hand corner of the net. And Charlton have the lead. Lookman. Edge of the penalty area on the right-hand side. Chip back across looking for. McGinnis Chicks and gets there. Lovely touch. And McGinnis buries it in the six-yard box. And Luckman preparing to swing this out right-footed. Into the penalty area comes Deesacross. Bauer's head out. Straight at the keeper. No, it's gone in. Bowers head up. Fox goes on a run down the left. Hanson no, I'm sorry Hanlon making a run but infield to Chickson. Chickson with the right foot shot takes an inflection and he's found the back of the net with a strike from the edge of the area edge of the penalty area Jose thinks about the shot takes the shot oh and he's found the bottom right hand corner my word what a strike Nicky or Jose with a short back lift and in the 84th minute gives Charlton a 5-0 lead
3: when five, Everybody in the car, so come on, let's ride to the liquor store around the corner. The boys say they want some gin and juice, but I really don't want to. Where on earth did that come <laughs> from, eh? You're loving that, aren't you? Oh man. I love that
2: China at that in ages.
3: Yeah, because uh, we ain't scored five in ages. So <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I mean, night, no one was expecting that, were they?
2: No, I've, <laughs> I would go and have a lay down at four. I, the only, I was laying down, <laughs> laying down and then I saw a fifth one in. And then one went in uh, for them in the end and I was like, all oh, right, okay. <laughs> no, but no, um, didn't expect it. Um, delighted for Ian um, from Dills later. Uh, delighted for him because obviously when big shoes to fill when Rudd gets injured and someone as important as he's been for us this season, in my opinion anyway, Deck. Mm. Um, he's come in and he's, he's obviously done some good saves. Um, and he looked fairly assured from right here, so yeah. you know, really, really, really delighted for Dills, and he's obviously got a nice game for Saturday. Uh, going <laughs> forward. You know, it was only a matter of time, I think, when until we absolutely scored a hat four against someone with the 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 threat that we do have, but we haven't seen too often, um, and they've conceded quite a fair few. They conceded four against Millwall the other day, didn't they? So yeah. there were always going to be goals in the game, but did I anticipate five? No, I thought it was going to be 2-1 or something, but I never expected... And Nick the score as well. It was, quite, it was just such a and mad...
3: And scored and the club produced the best tweet of all time. Oh no, Chik- yeah. Chik- that's, Chik- Chik- that's quite Chik- embarrassing score me, a little goal for me. <laughs> I love that too. I thought that's hilarious. <laughs> Better than my feed the chick one. I was glad well after that. But <laughs> no, it
2: was a great, great result. I, I was delighted in it obviously. Yeah. But, um, you've got to enjoy the moments. Yeah, when and like and
3: you are right to pick out Dylan Phillips as well because I mean it was, it was actually quite a uh, shady game in the first half, mm. and uh, Josh McGuinness says that in his interview, which you're reading the South London Press tomorrow. And I thought he said something different in his accent, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was. And once we got the first goal, I mean, they were still well in that game. And Dylan Phillips made two or three great saves, and they hit the post as well with a with a header from uh, the the guy who went up into Clark Sorter. Um And if it wasn't for Dylan on his on his full league debut making those saves, then it could have been a very different day. So. A, a big performance from him and uh, to be honest I was I was expecting it I've seen him play for the youth team a few times I saw him play for Cheltenham, Cheltenham and Dan at Bromley, yeah, Bromley last season he was, he was he looks a very good prospect this, this keeper Yeah
0: I think he's he's obviously had to have his chance through injury but he's certainly deserved it I think he's more than capable as a backup goalkeeper um, I saw I think the club put out a video of, of some of his saves um, and yeah they were all top class and it's one of those games you know in this division there's it's such a cliche but there aren't any easy games and uh, we went there we, we managed to hold them and unlike other games where we concede at that point and managed to rescue a draw the, the little things went our way and it was something Russell was saying when he was here he said look we're getting a lot of draws but we're close to wins and I don't think I was, like Nath, I wasn't expecting us to smash a team 5-0, but you can see that there's goals in that forward
3: line. We just had to click, and that was the day we did. The good thing about Dylan Phillips being on the pitch, of course, meant there was one competent goalkeeper on the pitch, because their one was terrible. (laughs) 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 He was unlucky with some of the deflections. I felt he... I mean, I like to Jose's goals, but he should have saved that. He should have mm. saved Bowers' header. Uh, Lookman's one, he should have saved. McGinnis's one, he had no chance. and yeah. Ch- Chickson's one was a bit of a deflection, but yeah, he was terrible. Um, the, the, the goals we did score, I think Lookman, uh, he, li- he likes trying his luck from distance. Uh, took a deflection, that one beat the keeper. The second goal was uh, fantastic work from uh, Chickson on the far side, because the cross came over from Lookman, and I think he was probably aiming for Josh McGuinness. It's gone over his head, but Chickson whereas Jackson back in the day, he, he'd, be, he'd be the one, he'd be... Bursting mm. forward. These days, I mean, people are. Do you reckon he'd still be in that position? Oh, you'd like to think he would, but. I, I wouldn't want to say no. Don't know whether I've, I've seen what happens when yeah, you talk out yeah, against him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but but Chickson there, full, full of energy, and he did really well to, to show the pace to get that back across, and, and there's no way McGuinness is missing that, although he did have to muscle out the yeah. defender a bit. Uh, the third goal, um, Adam O'Lealockman actually got a corner into the box, and uh, Bowers knocked it down again. I thought the keeper should have had that. Uh, Chickson himself gets on the, the score sheet and then I'd like say uh, a Jose one. See, I saw a Jose. One got given goal of the evening by um like the football league Twitter or something. That, I, that bobbly little shot. Yeah, see, I, I see. I thought I, I thought it was not a bad goal, but I, I generally thought the keeper should have done better with that mm. one as
0: well. But. I think the thing with that one, it was the placement, wasn't it? It was quite mm. accurate, but yeah, the keeper certainly could have done come better, done better with a few of them. But going back to that one where where Chixon runs down down the wing and, and recovers that ball, I think that was something I saw when he came on and played. I think it was Crawley in the uh, that track Check a trade trophy. Check yourself for your Yeah. Uh, he um that was one thing I noticed. He he's good going forward. He's a bit like Fox really. Um didn't offer that much protection defensively. So yeah, he is good at getting at getting down the wing like that, and obviously with Holmes out, that's that's not a bad thing.
2: I can't believe how much space they had.
0: Yeah. Considering if if
2: you look at Lookman's goal, fairly long range, might have been a deflection, then McGuinness's one and Bowers from the the other two, you would have thought well, the goalie might not, can't, maybe not, couldn't speak, so he obviously couldn't save anything. But <laughs> you think you'd say, pressurise the ball on the edge of the box, boys, because they're yeah. just pummeling us. And yeah. then I mean, they, they did get down, down to ten again. men. They had an injury, yeah, oh, they but, had to, yeah, they had ten men. But then Chicksen, all right. You, if I was a defender, I'd go right. Chixon he ain't gonna, he ain't gonna <laughs> la- wall at one ear. Is he? He's left out well, especially right. on his right foot. Yeah. <laughs> so, but then and then you look at Josie's one. Everyone knows what a Jojo's like. Pressure the ball. Mm.
0: They, yeah, they didn't uh, close down yeah. any of the goals.
2: And that's what all. surprised me more than anything. But like you said, I'd take that all I'll day take long. It, yeah. All day I was long. I just end. hope we ain't scored all of our goals before Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have won yeah. 3 1 and scored a couple Saturday. But
3: uh, what, what the. I guess the best thing about Tuesday night is um, obviously you get, you get fans, you go however many hundreds of miles it is out to Bristol on a Tuesday night. When we're playing badly, we are not be playing too badly, but we, we're not exactly setting the world alight this mm. season. Uh, we've got no manager, the club's in a bit of turmoil. These are, these are the ones who are like, oh, God, why am I even here? Yeah. Especially the ones who are staying in hotels, which are not suitable to, you know, for dogs mm. uh, like <laughs> me. But then, um, and, then they, and then they get rewarded with five goals. And I, I've seen some videos from that away and they were having a cracking time yeah and as you say it's completely what they deserve because
0: we might not have in terms of numbers the biggest away support but we've got a very passionate away support and you know there are you know maybe even only 50 odd that will travel 700 miles on a on a tuesday night to go somewhere up north but that wherever we go we're, we're well supported even if they're not in large numbers and it's as you say exactly what they deserved and most of them, I should imagine, were then
3: able to get a good night's sleep off the back of that. But.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, no, yeah. Most of them. Most of them, yeah. I mean, I'm still, I'm still haunted by that that hotel. I, bu- I booked a hotel. I was looking for a cheap hotel in Bristol, you know. I'm, I'm on a budget. And uh, one near the ground as well. So there's a, a £45 hotel, uh, a room above a pub called the Duke York, about a five-minute walk from the stadium. And uh, I got there, and oh, my God, it was the, it was the worst place. I mean, it, it, if the pub had burnt down, I would have been happier sleeping in it. <laughs> Then, then, I was. When I got there, the, the, and the, the the huge stain. Anyone who follows me on Twitter would have seen the huge stain on the pillow, and it, oh. it was it was a dubious <laughs> colour as well. You, you couldn't put you couldn't put a, like a, a substance to it. It was sort of brownie red, so it could have been blood, could have been coffee, could have been anything. And yeah, I, d- I had to see. I don't think it.
2: I've seen that picture yet. Oh, uh, no, I, I find, don't, I find don't find it. If you like. yeah. I don't really want. i love it now. Yeah, and <laughs> it's
3: like I, I got there. I walked in. I was like, Jesus Christ! And I, I put a few photos up on Twitter, I think, and I was getting plenty of stick as you can imagine and then even worse just to rub it in when, when i used to do the club commentary we used to like we were we were very lucky we used to get put up in a player's hotel on a a, a tuesday night away game because they need their commentators there so they had to put us up so a jelly bean on the floor yeah that was see that yeah that was the most confusing bit when uh, oh, like, that is disgusting. When, when, you, when you go to <laughs> a that, when you get
2: serious yeah
3: no, when, bean, well, no. when you go to a nice hotel you know you get you get a little chocolate on the pillow in my, in my hotel there was a jelly bean under oh, the man. chair that
2: sink <laughs> that sink in a corner yeah
3: <laughs> oh uh, yeah it was grim it was grim uh, so five
2: out of five on TripAdvisor yeah it was the best thing
3: well, the, the, the best the best uh, review I saw was when I got home on uh, got home the next night and Amy was looking at Facebook saying it was the name of the hotel you stayed in last night I was like oh, the Duke of York and she said look at this from Sebo's Facebook and on Sebo's Seb Facebook was like, I had to change hotel last night because it was filthy, not fit for a dog. And then in the comments, someone said, "Oh, where did you stay? And it's like the Duke of York. I was like, oh, that's where I bloody stayed.
2: <laughs> even, you, could no have been, you could have been sharing with him for you, know.
3: Yeah, it could have been. Yeah. I don't know if he eats jelly beans. Right. Um, <laughs> Lewis Wheeler says, there's plenty of barns in Bristol that would have been better off staying in one of them. <laughs> uh, Martin Wilmhurst, back on the, the new appointment, says, uh, happy with Robinson, but it baffles me why anyone with any sense of want to work for these idiots maybe he just has no sense or maybe he just wants a payday who knows maybe he generally thinks oh so I think managers have egos and Mm. they think that they can sort it out anyway right one manager who doesn't seem to have much of an ego, he seems to be actually a very nice bloke, was uh, the caretaker manager, big Kevin Nugent. We, uh, me and Tel caught up with him after that fantastic 5-1 win against uh, Bristol Rovers on Tuesday night. Emphatic win at Bristol
4: uh, Rovers tonight. Must have been delighted with that. Yeah, no, really, really pleased. And they're a good side. You know. We have a double promotions. So they never give up. you know. So it was, it was always going to be a, a, str- a big test for us. But we came through it and we were very pleased, yeah.
3: Uh, you had the source of, a couple of in- well, an injury to, to Declan Rod in particular today Dylan Phillips steps up, makes his first league appearance Some very crucial saves uh, at 1-0 today uh, A big day for him today
4: oh, yeah, Absolutely, I was really pleased for him he, He's got a lot of attributes um, Obviously Declan, Declan's number one goalkeeper for us And, 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 and he's, you know, for me he's one of the best in the league Or the best in the league So he's had uh, big shoes to fill
3: today And he's done very well Not often you see a, a team score five away from home your, your attacking play must have greatly pleased you today Absolutely, yeah, 100%. I mean, the thing, the thing is, there, there's
4: been games early in the season, Port Vale away, we, we, that could have been five. And it hasn't happened, and, and it's a progression. It's a progression, and today, fortunately, we, we took the chances. A little bit of fortune, a
3: couple of little deflections, but, you know, we, we certainly deserved it, I felt. What do you think has changed over the course of the season, where perhaps chances were being created but not taken early on in the season now, more often than not, they're being taken, it seems?
4: Um, I, you know, you can't put your finger on it. It's, it's just how it is sometimes. Other times we've been really unfortunate. We seem to... Earlier in the season, we, we came up against, you know, the goalkeepers were manning the matches all the time. So it, it just goes that way. But it, it, it was going to be coming at some stage. Uh, but what we've given them and what we've been trying to do from the start of the season is give them a solid foundation and a solid base. So that when you're not, that's probably why we've had so many draws. When you're not really performing or you're not taking them chances, you're still picking up points and you, you've got to respect
3: that point the whole time. So they're working from a, from a solid foundation, a solid platform. Um, if your if your caretaker position comes to an end this evening, that's a 100% record for you. So I guess you, you, you've done you've done what what has been asked of you. Yeah, exactly. Listen, when when you when you and
4: I've done it before. When you're at a football club um, and the manager leaves for whatever reasons, and they ask you to step in, you know you, you do it and and you do it to your best of your ability. You know? And I've done it a few times before, and i hopefully I've done it as if I've, I had the job the job long term. I wasn't doing it worried about if I went back into the group and I'd upset a couple of players. That's not how to do it. So I was doing it for whatever was good of the football club.
3: Now the South London Press this evening have reported that Charlton have offered the the managerial role to Carl So I don't know if you're aware of that or if, if you know Carl, but if if that is the case, would you hoping to put yourself forward to be on his coaching team, or do you not? Yeah, know well, it? we'll have to wait
4: and see. Obviously, yeah, I don't think he's been, I haven't heard anything. I've only just, you know obviously his name's been linked with it. I know Carl from playing against his sides um, and meeting them after games, etc. So yeah, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. I guess whoever comes in after a result like that, they'll probably be ever so slightly easier, won't it? Well, as, as, as I said uh, after Saturday's game, the, the job is easier now. Not, the easy is the wrong word. I've got Easier is the wrong word because it isn't an easy job, but it is a good job. And as I said before, it's better than it was because it's a progression. This is another little stage we're moving on to. So there's a lot of stuff that has gone on in the previous months. So, it's, it, listen, easy job is certainly not the right word, but it is a good job and
1: someone that uh, it would be, be very pleased to get Kevin, we spoke after Saturday and you were uh, delighted with the character of the players that they showed after the turmoil that had gone on the week before to come out and, and beat about 2-0. Uh, you must be uh, delighted, and then some, with the character the boys showed tonight.
4: Yeah, I, I said to him, you know, when you, when you recruit players, and Russell did the recruiting, and when you recruit players and you're in League One, and, and I know it well, um, you, you're recruiting characters. And, and you're recruiting, I actually used the example today, uh, a Tuesday wet night in Bristol. You know, It could be very, it could be anywhere, but you're recruiting carriers you know you can rely on, week in, week out, and, and, and we got that. And I asked him for,
1: for, a, for a real man's performance tonight, and, and that's what we, what we got. You mentioned before, and it was mentioned before, we had injuries to deal with tonight, but you also made a, a tactical change by the looks of it, the way you put Adam Chickson on the, on the left from the start, and at times when we haven't had uh, homes and we haven't looked a bit uh, uh, stretched on, on wide positions, uh, you've tried something different, and you uh, got his goal uh, and had a
4: good game as well. He was, he was, you know, he was excellent tonight, and, and, and he wasn't even in the 18 on Saturday. And uh, you know, I've just said to him now, I, I never have any favourites. It's like, you know, you're in for a reason. Uh, I was really, really pleased for him, because he was obviously disappointed not even to make the squad Saturday, but I felt it was the right change. It didn't, we didn't have a lot of time to work anything tactically. Uh, the players are, are getting to know... This kind of a shape and a system what we're working towards uh, and it, it was kind of a sort of a straight sort of swap for Jacko really and we didn't have to make any other changes.
1: And you mentioned about uh, partnerships and working together, again Nicky Jose and Josh McGuinness up front, they seem to be uh, just gelling uh, and finding each other a lot more than, than perhaps they did at the beginning of the season and Nicky Jose as well just looks uh, a more confident player.
4: Yeah, well, goals do that for people and, 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 and Nicky, you know, I've been there, you know, if, if you haven't scored and you haven't taken chances, but Nicky, he, he is scoring goals and he's really doing his bit for the team as well, so we've got, we've got two players that are grafting up front and, and, you know, they've got to be on their toes because you've got Brandon there as well looking to take their
1: place. Well, then whatever happens going forward. Congratulations on the second win on the bounce and uh, delight of the camera speaker. Thank you very much.
3: So am I still waiting for this world to stop hating? Can't find a good reason, can't find hope to believe in. Great, Can he get across into the new? He can. This cuts us to the
1: far Yeah! That's good to the With a goal yeah! Yeah! in the 96th minute. Shelton Lyon. <laughs> From, the home, of From time. the
2: home of time, this is Maritime Radio, Greenwich. Let's not make Charlton now into a team uh, who's going everywhere and must win and must be better than uh, the home side. Charlton lie.
3: I think we should. Right, uh, that was uh, Big Nuge after the 5-1 win against uh, Bristol Rovers on... Tuesday, we're going to hear from Dylan Phillips in a little while. We've got a couple more emails have popped into the inbox. Uh, Stephen Taylor says, the question is, do we want Carl to be successful so that Du Chatelet can redeem himself or fail so that we can get rid? It's a tough one, guys. It's... Yes yes, and no, it's a tough one in terms of like... It, it, the, the whole... If It feels like there's not a situation where he can redeem himself anyway. I think there's, mm. there's too much water under the bridge. If... I mean, this is a huge if. This is the world's biggest if. If Carl Robinson suddenly turns us into the world's greatest team we get promoted and Roland redeems himself like that and we're in the premiership in five years and I'm sure people won't care but I think people think that's highly, highly, highly mm. unlikely and that's why the protests continue. Yeah, I think
0: if if he came out and said if Chartner at this stage I'll sell either up or down I think a lot of fans would take it. You know, Even if it was if we get relegated into League 2 I'll look to sell I'd be interested to see how many fans would take that year or two years or however many in League 2 to get him out um, but as you say or as we've said earlier it seems that a stable championship club with Premier League ambitions is at least what they want so until that happens I can't see him selling either way so I don't think it's as simple as Robinson does well and we sell or he does badly and he stays so yeah, it's difficult really I think the end game for so many fans as I say is is just that, he, that Roland goes no matter where the club is
3: Mr. Splenetic himself, Mark Wilson, yeah. has uh, sent us an email. Dear studio, last week I came within a hair's breadth for feeling sorry for Katri May, who had been dropped like an invidious <laughs> into an invidious position by Renan. Started again. Yeah, <laughs> it, uh, I was nervous it was going to happen. Then, then I thought it was uh, invidious. I know that one. But i you don't. I let it. I let it get to me. <laughs> Mark's got to me. He's got to me over the last few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> he said that he's pulled, he pulled the strings spitefully, reacting by sacking Slade and left her looking stupider than normal. This week is Chris O'Loughlin's turn to feel put out. I'm very close to having some sympathy for him. He's turned up probably with the promise of the top gig, and now he's been pushed to one side by a Carl Robinson's selection. I'm really worried ne- about next week. What on earth could happen in the next few days to make me start to sympathise with someone? Sympathise? <laughs> <laughs> he really has got Sympathise <laughs> 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 with someone like Roland. Uh, Oh, I, dread, I dread to think what would happen uh, maybe his birthday being real. I know we've done that already <laughs> <laughs> uh, right also on uh, Tuesday night as we said uh, and on the show uh, Dylan Phillips made his league debut for the Addicts, uh, Football League debut as well. Because when he was playing at Cheltenham, he was in the uh, conference, wasn't he? The, yeah, the National me, League. So his fo- Football League uh, debut, Dylan Phillips, and he uh, played splendidly well. Such a shame he couldn't keep the clean sheet, but he did give away apparently right at the end. Uh, but as, as you'll hear here, Dylan, a uh, very confident lad. Uh, it's no surprise that he looks a pretty decent goalkeeper as well. Dylan,
1: you come, uh, you come off the pitch after an emphatic 5-1 victory. Have you mentioned to them in there that uh, if, it was, uh, if it wasn't was for your uh, saves when it was 1-0, it <laughs> might not have happened? Or?
5: No, no, I wouldn't mention that. No, just that's what I've been brought in to do. And obviously, obviously Dex been ruled out for injury and it's a bit of a surprise to play because obviously I haven't played all year really in the league and it's my, obviously the debut and that. So, yeah, no, but that's my job. That's what I'm here to do. So, yeah, I won't be mentioning it. I'm just delighted to get the win and delighted to make my debut. A few nerves when, when you find out that Declan is not playing. Um, yeah, of yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. It's just natural, though, that... Like, as if, as if I was entering any game, I'd be, you know what I mean, butterflies in my stomach, looking forward to play. And I said to Josh last night, when I was rooming, I said, like, I can't wait to get out there and play for three points again, because it's been so long, missing the last ten games of last year and everything. So, yeah, no, just delighted to be back out there. I was raving about
1: the double save, uh, just um, uh, from, I think it was from the, the, the set piece, or the ball came into the box, and you made this double save that uh, I, was, yeah. uh, I was screeching about, and it <laughs> turned out to be a free
5: kick in the box. Yeah, <laughs> no, he handballed it, lad, so... Uh, Sometimes you'd rather them not be given a damn ball, but no, no, obviously yeah, it was a decent save, and like I say, that's what I've been brought in to do, and hopefully I've helped the lads tonight. You must be delighted with with your own performance, though, because coming in at the last minute,
1: it must always be a little bit of a, uh, uh, as you said, when you haven't really played uh, up to this point, it, it must be uh, yeah. a little bit daunting, and, yeah, and you course, must be delighted yeah. with your own But it's
5: what I've been aiming to do, I've been at the club since 2003, do you know what I mean, so it's what I've been here, why I've been here, and this is what i wanted to do all my life, so I'm delighted with it, and... Like I say, I'm just happy that we've got the win. As a keeper, uh, do you come off thinking, yeah, follow one victory, great, or are you thinking, I oh, wish I had a clean Yeah, seat you know what, I wish on. I had a clean sheet. I was kicking myself at the end there, but the lad was four or five yards out and if I didn't bring him down, he probably would have scored anyway. So, no, but things that happen and, and it's a great win, really kicks us off and hopefully we can just keep pushing up the table. you backed know, back to, yourself to uh, save that penalty, though, because you've got a bit of a reputation there. Yeah, as no, a, yeah, I, like, one to one thing, I like to think I've got a little bit of a reputation with penalties, but hey, it's a uh, pot luck, really.
1: You manager, uh, obviously the
5: managerial change going on behind the
1: scenes uh, of, uh, of all the people in the uh, you know, the players in the change rooms, but the focus clearly over the last two
5: results, that would seem to be the case. Yeah, we've showed like, unbelievable professionalism to just sort of get, get our heads around whatever has happened behind the scenes and put it to bed and just get the two wins on the bounce, which is excellent and I don't think anyone's sort of Ready to stop now? We're ready to kick on again. So whoever it may be, whatever's going to happen, then we'll, everyone will be ready. Have you heard um,
1: on the declaration injury? Is it? Uh, is it? A bit uh, I'm, not term, sure, or...
5: I'm not sure. I'm not sure in the length of time that he's going to be out for. But as I say, like this is what I've been. This is why I'm here. This is why I'm the number two to deck and I'm ready to step in when, when he's not here and show, show people what I can do well congratulations on a perfect performance. thank you very much cheers with Declan out now for a little while
3: do, I mean, do you see that as a possibility to translate your claim to, to yeah, go above course. him
5: of course you have, to, you have to believe in your own ability and I believe I could play in this in this level, week in week out, and that's what I want to do. I want I want to play games. I'm, I'm a football at the end of the day, so yeah, as, as many games as they give me, whatever the new manager or whatever happens, they they say I,
3: I'm ready. I'm ready to step in when called upon. So. Whenever I've seen you for the, the youth team and played uh, down uh, Bromley last season for Cheltenham, you, you come across as a very confident goalkeeper. Yeah, no, I like
5: to. You got to have a good personality to be a goalkeeper. I think it's just, it can be a lonely position at times, and you have to you have to show people what you have got, and you have you have to you have to brush off mistakes, and you have to. You don't have to get too high when you're making loads of saves, and you don't need to get too low. And when you drop one, it's just that's the position we're in. No one's gonna, no one's, no one's gonna pick you up apart from yourself. So we we just, yeah, I like to be a confident goalie and make saves, and it's just what I want to do. Enjoy it
3: there you go good to hear from Dylan Phillips I mean, he, he, did, he did what he had to do when he came <laughs> in. Yeah. he did yeah. <laughs> no. that's what he's got to do yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll what do the, what we've got to do now Yeah, that's what he's, he's bought into what he's got to do right Saturday <laughs> uh, what has got to do on Saturday they've, uh, they've announced that there's no ceasefire this is the coalition against Roland Duchatelet uh, so there's no ceasefire at the Valley for Groundhog Day there will be no suspension of protests at Charlton this weekend regardless of the expected managerial changes happen now uh, the, the Card has confirmed Carter's major plans for Saturday's home game against Sheffield United is calling on its army of volunteers to make a special effort to turn out and Charlton fans in general to make clear that they are not taken in by this latest instalment of Groundhog Day. Uh, a spokesperson said, <coughs> excuse me." A card spokesperson said this will be the seventh fresh start the regime has declared in under three years and this one comes with the pre-announced installation of a Duchatelet network spy on the coaching staff Chris O'Loughlin at this stage the man who nominally takes charge of the team is barely relevant Duchatelet has clearly signalled his intention to carry on interfering in playing matters which is bound to undermine whoever he appoints sooner rather than later uh, there's plenty more on the uh, card stuff you can seek out the card twitter or chumper knife or whatever to uh, read the rest of that statement but um, yeah no, uh, no no, ceasefire no ceasefire has been announced it's like Russia <laughs> and the US
2: yeah I mean, I mean that would be interesting to see what, um, what they're plan. obviously I'm not going to know until the day but it would be interesting to see what they've done in um, from the last one, which what was the last one? Was the pigs? Pigs pig was the last big yeah, one, it was the yeah, last last I mean, pig and then one.
3: and then they went out to Belgium, and yeah. Taxi. Oh, yeah, of
2: course, yeah. But I mean, the ones that are in the ground, it was the pigs one, so um, yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what it is. But, um, yeah, I don't know, really. know So say it'd be exciting times, I suppose. Have you you two, on the edge? Have you two,
3: spotted a taxi around town yet?
2: No, no but got I'm Canary Wharf, so I haven't really seen it. But, yeah, I mean, Josh, my, seen some...
3: my, my brother works wherever he works, he saw it. Where does Josh work?
2: I don't
3: know why I'm asking. <laughs> <stuff>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, he saw it there. I saw it outside my work, but that was sort of like I knew he was in the area, so I tweeted him saying, "Oh, if you're coming past," and he said, "I'm outside now," so I went out, went out and see him. So I'm central London, so I'm sure yeah. I will. He'll pop yet. past at some point, yeah. right? Um, Saturday game against Sheffield United. The the one that got away, Chris Wilder, broke all our hearts in the, in the summer. Mm. Um, he's managing the the Sheffield United side who uh, have finally come good. Mm.
2: Yeah, no, bang on five. I'm beating them, something stupid, like 15 games or something. But the last couple of games, they played against 10, 9, 8, 5 men or whatever, are not they? 5 yeah. men? I don't yeah. know. They, they no, just maybe just not 5. five <laughs> <laughs> They're not playing the of English in the indoor league, are they? <laughs> no, but it's just, I don't know, every season, like they, they've got a last-minute winner against 10 men on Tuesday against Bury. They have 9 men against the team... And Saturday, I think it was, and they had, they literally scored one 0 or two one or something. But listen, they they score goals. They got pretty Sharp, and obviously they they've started to pick up results now, and not recently, but they've been there for like forty games. Whatever. It is. So they they are the best team, I think, in this league. Which is, and we it's a, it's a it's a big test. It's a big test. We've got a few players out, but we're gonna have to come. and if we if we really have aspirations of doing well in this league. Mm. We've got to, we've got to play, the, especially the home games, we've got to play well and got to try and pick some sort of point up. Do you know what I mean? But, I mean, time will tell, but it's going to be a good game. I think there'll be goals.
0: I don't think there's there's too much to fear. I mean, obviously, they have done well, um, but we've played against other teams that are up mm. there and equipped ourselves well. And,
3: we've done, played very well against Grand twice. Exactly, yeah.
0: and I think, you know... It, is it very easy for me to then come on the show on Sunday and look stupid if we get hammered three nil? But I don't see what there is to fear against this team compared to any other. We, mm. you'd look at how we played on Friday. Okay, it was against. Uh, sorry, on Tuesday it was against a different opposition. But we can play well as well, and we can put push uh, put teams away very easily if we're on our game. And if we are on Saturday, then there's no reason we can't go and win it. But as Nave says, you know they've they're coming in on a good run of form as well, and yeah, it's going to be a good game because mm. I think. It, what should happen is we both should be up up in those two three four positions towards the end of the season if we have the seasons that we probably should have, so mm.
2: boss Winden, I think we 've been on a good decent run mm. we haven 't probably been as prolific and banged in the goals that they have, but we yeah. haven 't been in shoddy form no. um, so yeah, I think it'll be a good game, and I just hope that we do we do compete yeah. considering the players that we do have out but i mean i uh, hopefully yeah we put a good good game in. from
3: what we've got are you expecting any changes I was trying to I don't think anyone got injured on Tuesday no. evening that we didn't already know obviously Lee Novak was out mm. from the bench having been injured but yeah.
2: yeah. well I was surprised Josh started on Tuesday I said on Sunday I would have rested him yeah. but if Novak was injured maybe Sand was Had forced no a little choice. bit but I, I, yeah, I can't see too much Mate, will Jacko come in maybe Bataka for Chixon know. maybe Mate, I don't know again it depends even though it'll be interesting to see our, the way we start up because I know Robinson doesn't actually start. He's probably not going to do the game. But will he have some sort of input with mm. Kev Will he say, "Oh, can we start Pata-
3: I want to honestly start Pata- from the beginning"? Yeah, yeah. yeah so That'd be interesting to see, see if, if he goes and speaks to the players yeah. beforehand or not. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd
2: imagine he will, but yeah. I, I don't I know. think so. Yeah. Uh,
3: Bob says we owe United one. Uh, we'll never forget that Chris Powell game in the FA Cup. I think we owe <laughs> Roland one for that one. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, very quickly, let's have some score predictions, Mister Mr. Wallin.
0: Uh, I think we'll we'll scrape it three two. Oh,
3: exciting! That like, so that'd be a crack. Well, I'm not think. here, am I? And they're always good games when I'm not here. So, <laughs> and the rugby will be nil nil. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm Mate? going to go for Desmond. I reckon. Desmond? I think. Yeah, I reckon it'll be there'll be goals, but I don't think um, it will, it will end on us. Even I think.
3: Yeah. I I feel those are going to be goals as well. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, maybe two one either way. Yeah, exciting yeah. game. Uh, right, this has been uh, a Ch- nil, nil then. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this has been Charlton Live, a big match preview. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Don't forget to be back on Sunday evening uh, to discuss whatever happens against Sheffield United. And uh, I assume we won't get a chance to hear from Carl Robertson, uh, but if we do, we might. Who knows? Tony Hudd probably still upset that Russell's gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry, Russell. So, <laughs> sorry, Russell. It's uh, <laughs> first evening. I'm, I'm, I'm joined by Russell Slade in Cafe Nero here, so just for a catch-up. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right, this has been Charlton Live. Uh, thank you to Tom. Cheers, Luke. Thank you to Nathan. To his boys. I've been Louis Mendes. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all your tweets, your emails, and your, your comments. Uh, we'll see you back on Sunday when hopefully we'll be celebrating uh, the, the final win of the Kevin Nugent caretaker reign. See you then.
0: <laughs> Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music. For all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com/newsadfree. That's amazon.com/newsadfree to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.